It can't be that time of the week again. It is. It's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jodie Rainsford and David Hellard. Big, big comeback. Bye, 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 baby. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> That's when we say goodbye, surely. Oh, that didn't. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Actually, what was hi, that? Hi, 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 hello, 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 Dubadas. Hello. Did, did that veer into into racial <laughs> stereotype? That was pretty Thanks, bad. Yeah. No, no, veered into a new continent. <laughs> what? Well, welcome to Bad Boy Running. Welcome to Bad Boy Running. I'm Jodie Rainsford, the unique combination of uh, running podcast host, but not a runner. You've you've nailed. One of those, at least. <laughs> I've nailed. I know it's a fifty percent. You know, you're working on the other. Well, we're, we're doing formal introductions because Susie Chan is on the show, woo, who is massive in terms of social media outreach and her fingerprint, so footprint even. So <laughs> we thought we thought we'd uh, we'd actually introduce ourselves because we might have a listener who has no idea who we are and might be horrified if we're not. 100% professional in how we conduct this podcast. That was that was incredibly sel- um, selfless of you because you didn't in- you introduced our guest before you introduced yourself. Well, um, or, or do you think, or do you think you're, the legend precedes? precedes <laughs> you, that's it. Or well, expect, I mean, do you expect me to do your introduction? Is that is that what you expect? <laughs> All I'm going to say is that when J Lo walks into a restaurant, she doesn't say hello. My name is J Lo. They just give her a table. Job's done. <laughs> Why J-Lo? I don't know, actually, who's the most famous person in the world? That's the most famous person, he's like Kardashian or something like that. J-Lo, you're about like 15 years too late, aren't you? <laughs> when I said J-Lo, in my head I was thinking Beyonce. Wow, my references are horrific. Yeah, so we're, we're essentially two old guys who <laughs> reference only things from the 90s. We're two completely out-of-date individuals who all of, all of our cultural references basically date back to around 1997. What a year. What a great year. A great year. What a great year. Yeah. So you may be a listener now who was born in 1997, so actually... Get you... off! Get off! You're not going <laughs> to like this podcast. You really aren't. If you're just listening to this to listen to the Susie Chan interview, believe me, you're not going to... I wouldn't listen to any other episodes. And and we confess, we've already done the interview before the intro, so we even know what's coming up. Uh, we're, we're incredibly self-aware like that. Is that like opening up the behind-the-scenes behind of the magician? Scene, yeah, it's pulling pulling back the, um, the curtain, oh. letting you inside the magic circle. Absolutely. Anyway, how you been, Jamie? What's been going on? Oh, so I'm David, by the way. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> My name's David Hellard. I'm like JD, except I run a lot. You do run a lot. But I, yeah. actually, actually, I am actually running. Properly running now. Like, park run. I've done park run. Wow, what brought this on? Well, because I, I, I feel like there is there's this unrest among the Facebook group that um, I'm, a, I'm a complete fraud for doing it. And it, and you seem to have been peddling this, this idea that my injury isn't real. And people are actually buying into that. And I thought you recovered. No, I think you know, I don't think when people say to you, "Oh, he's he's making it up." What do you say in my defence? To be honest, I when when someone comes to you with as much evidence as they present, you just can't defend it. <laughs> I mean, what did was there any defence at the Nazi war crimes? Probably not. Did they have a good lawyer? Maybe. But he probably went. 
To be fair, guys, <laughs> quite a few ashes back there. You can't really. Oh my god! Can't, can't really say much about that. <laughs> Take him away, boys. That was their exact speech, and I'm pretty much the same about your injury. I don't know. I don't know quite how. It, seeing as there's a possibility we might be tapping into a new audience with um, with this this particular episode, the fact that you've gone with Nazi war criminals as as an analogy is a very. In fact, if you're if you're a new listener, it's indicative really of the entire entire thing. This is this episode is going to be a microcosm of what you'd expect if you. If you I, I need to, to update to my that. references again, don't I? <laughs> yeah. That's what I need. It should have been like the Serbian yeah, crisis but, or. Something to do with Slubber Syria, maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's sad. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's poor, poor, poor form. Um, but yeah, but, but form... um, so, so you're still claiming you're injured, or no? I'm not. I'm claiming I'm not injured anymore. I'm not injured. I've been doing park run, admittedly a little bit slowly, uh, slower than I ever have done before. But uh, but and I'm running regularly. Well, you know the rules of park run, PB or DNF. Which was it? Um. It, it wasn't a DNF. It wasn't a PB either. I don't know. I would say, okay, I think that you can have, you know how like, people have different PBs at different park runs? I have different, yeah. I have, you know, but you you have to assess them based on like the different terrain and the different conditions and things like that. I have different PBs based on my um, weight. Oh, okay. So Fair for that. my for my weight, I, I, I ran a PB. Definitely. See, I'm, I'm going to wager that Russell Banks probably did a, a park run with you as well this weekend what made you think that i don't know this seems to do park runs every day at the moment he's, uh... <laughs> that's got the greatest the greatest like, the thing is someone needs to tell him that park runs only on saturday when he's getting <laughs> you see his ritual um so if you if you're not in the facebook group um there's um uh, a do badder in the group called uh, uh russell banks who for some reason, he's uh, auto posting pretty much every day that he's uh, he's getting drunk the night before a park run, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna PB or DNF. And, and I think he first posted about three months ago. <laughs> and what I love about Facebook is you forget when you're writing something that people see your profile picture next to what you're writing, and so if you've got quite a jokey one and you write something incredibly depressive. Um, depressing it looks really weird because you've got this really happy picture and so russell has this really cheeky photo of him with a cigar looking really smug as if he's just written the funniest comment anyone's ever written <laughs> so now that it's about the eighth time of him writing it everyone's thinking he still thinks that funny how does he still think that's funny well it, there's two there's two different sides of comedy isn't there there's a comedy that's like that cutting edge you have to be original all the time and then there's that sort of um, uh, sitcom, mainstream sitcom, repeating the same joke over and over again, and he he's decided to go with that one. Which, to be honest, in the do better community, is not a bad idea because enough repetition and it has become funny. We've even, <laughs> we're even featuring it. It's he's he's been trying to find out ways to actually stop doing it, and people are actually saying, "No, no, you'll ruin you'll ruin the whole community <laughs> if you don't if you actually stop this." Because I was actually getting worried for his health because he's he's essentially an alcoholic. The amount he must be drinking. <laughs> Before every park going, run every day of the week. Going on these imaginary park runs that are happening midweek. Oh, it's alright, <laughs> I'm up to 50 now, I'm up to 50. It's just I need to always drink before the park run. <laughs> so, so, now, so now that you're back running then, does this mean winter nuts is on the horizon? 
Um, I all right. There's a, no, there's a few things I need to ask about um, Winter Nuts. Um, okay. Because uh, if you if you didn't listen to the episode um, with uh, with Pete Reese from Mudstacle, and we were talking about OCR, and I this is re- really sort of my introduction to OCR, and uh, that's yeah, obstacle the, racing. And the the question I asked was, what's the easiest race to to start off with? You know, what's a good introduction to to OCR? And and both David and Pete suggested four laps of Winter Nuts. Somewhat ironically, I, you know, sarcastically they said it. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Subsequently found out, you've seen video of other people doing it. It, it doesn't look too bad. It doesn't, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, but I, yeah, okay, I am going to do it. I just, how much preparation do you need? You said it was non-technical and someone started showing me pictures of like, like monkey bars and all sorts of stuff. You said, has well, that it, changed? They do change it. They, they add more obstacles each year. But the, the thing is about, nuts there's there's maybe a few things like monkey bars a few walls but if you can't do them it's fine you just run around them so it's not a course where you have to finish everything to finish the race right right and i i think well i haven't done it for a couple of years but last time i went there was one section with a, a nine foot wall and if you couldn't do that which by the kind of third or fourth lap even if you're a good obstacle racer you're probably gonna be cramping a little bit and so something like that is quite challenging you pick up a piece of wood and you just run around the tree so you do a little bit extra extra running so you'll be fine you know if you if you, if you get to something that is, is not possible to actually do you'll just run a little bit more it's not Which, so, it, it's not so much the it's not so much the run because what is the run it's like 20k or something isn't it yeah it's a 7k a lap i think to 28k altogether oh 28k okay right which doesn't sound too bad it's the possibility of people with milkshakes that's the that I don't. I imagine like that's that'll be quite funny. You know, first lap, <laughs> fourth lap. I'm not so sure. I think it's gonna be as funny as Russell Banks. Is <laughs> the more it happens, the funnier it will be. <laughs> it depends whether there's anyone there to capture it on camera. If it if it doesn't, it, oh, that would be the worst thing actually. If it's not captured on camera, and all you do, I feel it. Yet you don't get the full beauty of seeing me like screaming, screaming out of pain. I'm just. I'm, I'm sure I can find a hundred and one different ways to get out of this before before doing it. Um, well, you've already wussed out of last year. Well, I think that'd be there's a, there's a poetic beauty if if every lap you go out and you come back a different colour. <laughs> no one knows why <laughs> you come back a nice shade of pink from all that we coordinate a different flavour for each lap. How many flavours are there? There's not four flavours, is there? It's got to be chocolate, strawberry, is there banana? No, I don't think there's banana anymore. Chocolate, strawberry and vanilla. Okay, so that's, that gives us three flavours and we can maybe switch in with some of the... But you won't, you, you give me a rest on one lap. <laughs> 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 well, we've got goodness shakes, don't we? We have, we have. Uh, yeah, I think, I, actually, I think one of the, like, the For Goodness Shakes um, video reviews was, was threatening to throw, like, for goodness sakes, at me. The entire with, bottle. Actually, in a plastic bottle. That, that really <laughs> won't be funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm still up for it, definitely. I, still, I think you need to still, start... Yeah, what, you need to start what? You need to start signing up some races, because um, it's too one-sided, this relationship, JD. Would you sign up? Oh, yeah, no. But I'm not going to sign up for any OCR races. I'm not... Uh, no, I, I, I'm absolutely determined to make this my first OCR. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. So you can... If you just do some other races, is a, a little build up towards oh, it. Color Run, Santa Dash. Yeah, yeah, they're all good. All those sort of things. 
And oh, actually, we've we've now opened up the registrations for the Bad Boy Running Beer Lovers Marathon. Group. Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Where in which in which city um, is the hostel? <laughs> so I have double checked, and we've got a hostel this time in Liège. So we've booked. Well, we've got provisionally on hold 150 places in the the main hostel, and we're we've got that with the pit pass party with the entrance to the race for something like 130 euros. So, so it's a pretty do, good deal. What do people need to do in order to uh, to book onto the uh, bad boy running beer lovers excursion? I don't actually know. I can't remember. <laughs> you... it's, on, it's on Eventbrite, but it's possible that you might have to... If you go into the Facebook group, there will be... And look at events. It will be one of the events, uh, Facebook group for the event. And in there is the link. So there's an Eventbrite uh, page you just commit to. Um, just say you want to come, put your details in. And now, then we'll sort out payments a bit later. Is there, there's a bit of a seismic shift here. Because if um, if you recall, you know, right at the start when we started doing this podcast... Yeah. We were both clear that Madoc was like in the the greatest, well, one of the greatest marathons that you can do. Yes. Yeah. Is Beer Lovers supplanting it? Is Beer Lovers knocking it off its oh, I don't know if it is. The thing is, when it's it's like comparing London Marathon to New York Marathon. To Edinburgh. Like London to uh, Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and if you compare London to New York, I'm sure being a Londoner means I love London more than New York. We love New York. But what you can say is that London costs £40. New York costs $250. Uh, London, you can get on a train from Charing Cross or Victoria or London Bridge and you can get out of bed at 8 o'clock and be at the start line for 10 Whereas New York, you have to get up at crazy o'clock in the morning to go and stand for two or three hours in the freezing cold on a bridge to start racing at a ridiculous time. Oh, people... well, I don't understand the point you're making. You just need to be having a go at New York Marathon. Yeah, pretty much. But it's <laughs> it's um, and so the difference, the main difference between Liège and Menard, I think they're both unbelievably good fun. But with Liège, you can get a Eurostar straight into Liège. You can then get into a hostel or a, a B&B that is two minutes from the station, go to bars, pick your number up the morning of the race, three doors down from where it starts. So you get up at 8.15 and you're racing at 8.30. And that is the difference between Lie- the beer lovers yeah. and Medoc. Because Medoc, you have to fly to Bordeaux, you then have to get a bus out on the Friday to oh, um, yeah. Pauliac, which takes Pauliac, an yeah. hour and a half each way to get back to Bordeaux, which is very expensive to get the package because you can't just book a hotel. They're all booked out by the organisers. So you then have to get the package of the hotel with the places. And then you get up at what, five in the morning to get to walk to a place to then go to a bus, go down and a half to get to the start and then leave almost immediately after the run because you've got to get back on the bus as they say the time it has to leave to get back to Bordeaux. So the difference between London and um, 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 New York, in my mind, is London logistics are incredible. Logistics, yeah. And the difference between Medoc and Beer Lovers is that the Beer Lovers and logistics are incredible. I think in terms of the fun you have on both races, it's probably pretty even. And, I mean, I love beer more than wine, so it edges me towards that. But then it's, I think a Medoc is more beautiful. Yeah. And it's bigger. So there's pluses and minuses. But I just loved it so much last time. <laughs> I... Yeah, and, and the, the fact that I knew I'd probably be organising it, I thought I'd rather go to Liège and not have a ball lake organising yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. 
no, no. So that's great. So yeah. So if you're if uh, if any of the badders want to, uh, we have to we have the opportunity to think up. Have they come up with the uh, new uh, fancy dress code this time? Not that we paid any attention to it last time. I don't know. If they have yet. I don't or, think so. Or do They're... we? Or, or do we have a limited edition bad boy running um, uniform? We could just we could just go as to uh, like a big V sign that we wear. <laughs> Just running around as huge V's, like huge hands giving the bird, kicking the bird, something like that. That would be brilliant. I don't know how we'd achieve that. I don't even know. Be, it must exist somewhere. Well, in formation, so that anyone taking a photo from above. I'm not quite sure it's like MDS standard with like helicopters going above it. If, if you did that, that would be impressive. But, <laughs> but considering the size of it last time, I think you're lucky to have a single photographer on it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But anyway, anyway, so yeah, that, so uh, that's um, that's another do battle excursion worth um, uh, joint signing up for. Uh, um, it's in June this time, isn't it? Start of June. Yeah, I think start of June. Yeah, so moved it back a little sh- bit. Should hopefully be in better weather. Fingers crossed. Okay, so yeah, so now we've got um, we have the opportunity of uh, speaking to Susie Chan, ultra running legend, twice marathon disarb runner. And uh, she's done. She's just done an incredible amount of races. Um, yeah. So we thought it'd be really good to uh, to get her on and um, find out a little bit more about her. And uh, we've got we've got quite a few stories about her as well. She seems to like attract quite a few stories. She's quite prolific on social media, and she's got some uh, she's got some good tales to tell. Yeah, I, mean, I think she's one of those racers where she bounces from event to event rather than just focusing on one. And because of that. She gets into all jokes and scrapes along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, without further ado, uh, let's get into the interview. So we've got our very special guest, Susie Chan. Susanna Chan. Sorry, Susanna Chan. That's my full name. That's my full name. Can we be informal with you and call you Susie? Please do, because I very rarely get called Susanna. And uh, I don't really, it's a bit of an old lady name, isn't it? Is Do you it? feel like you're being told off? Susanna? Um, I feel like I'm in a very formal situation when people call me Susanna. Okay, so we know how to change the mood at any point. Yeah. In, in I actually just... was recently asked to prove that I was Susie Chan. This is by Tokyo Marathon. This is running related, <laughs> this little anecdote. Uh, because race. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get in and then the only I had to get in on a fast time and I did the marathon which I used I was actually recorded as Susie Chan and they were like prove your Susie Chan and it was pretty <laughs> and I had to like oh, I said passport Susanna yeah yeah so I sent them a picture of my face next to the passport and then a photo loads of photos in the end they, <laughs> they that- went with it they went with it is that the sort of situation where now you can use the phrase do you know who I am because you are, no. you people don't know who you are. You are almost running royalty, I yeah. would suggest, <laughs> and certainly ultra royalty. Well, I don't really feel like I've earned my ultra stripes, to be honest with you. I think I'm just a bit, I'm a bit ubiquitous with it, and um, in social media, I don't think I'm quite royalty. You know, royalty is you, is Mimi Anderson. She's she's the, the the absolute top of the tree. You know, there's there's no, because no, I knew Debbie I knew who Susie Chan was. She's brilliant. Hmm? I knew Susie, but I'd never heard of Mimi. You've heard of me, Come on, you have. We're Facebook friends, obviously. Oh, but that doesn't mean anything. That you've been Facebook friends with anyone, this this doesn't mean anything. This is how big Susie is. I was, um, I was talking to, I was maybe off my head a little bit at a festival on Saturday night, and my friend Susie, 
uh, we're talking about a podcast. So that's, oh yeah, we're getting Susie Chan on. It's going to be brilliant. And she, she doesn't run and she's like, oh my God, I love Susie Chan. And she told me, <laughs> I'm not sure. But she just, she was like, oh, brilliant. And um, I told her a bit of story about you to do the MDS. And she then told me a far better story. And I remember thinking, I have to remember that story. Right. Don't remember the story. Well, let's. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let's let's do a little introduction then for anyone that doesn't know Susie. So basically, Susie is uh, like you say, you're an ultra runner, but you also do a lot of other races as well, marathons, multi-day races. I heard a rumor that you have even cheated by um, doing a little (gasps) bit of cycling this weekend. Oh yeah. Well, let's gloss over the whole cycling episode. That's not really something I dwell on. I'm not. I'm rubbish at that. I don't really cycle or swim. Last I've, I've dabbled last, in track. Last time, a last bit. time I saw you, you were trying to persuade me to do an Ironman because you were doing. Oh one. yeah, did you do one? <laughs> I, of course, <laughs> I didn't do one. <laughs> I, I did one. What do you mean you didn't do one? Oh man, they're rubbish. Don't. No, they're not rubbish. They're just. I'm, I was rubbish. Then the, the only bit I was good at was the running. And uh, and then I was only to, okay at that bit to, by to, that point. It's a long wait for the run, isn't it? <laughs> to be to be fair, <laughs> it was for me. By the time I got off the bloody bike, it took me hours. I was rubbish. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the run is the only serious part of it. Um, so well, that's, all, you know, that's all you need to be good uh, at. Yeah, think, it was. I think if you get a lead before the run, you're essentially cheating. <laughs> really? Well, I didn't have that, so I was not cheating at all. I was absolutely dreadful on the bike. So, and I'd actually, by very last rate, I, I haven't done anything. Literally, Iron Man was like the end of that. It was the, the end. The, I drew a line under all of that and then um, did nothing. And then this Sunday, did a swim run race. And, uh, and the only time I've ever come last in a race is in, <laughs> was the time I did a swim run race because I'm so lamentable at swimming. And I was in the last wave um, of the swim run race, and it was a swim to start off with, and I was second to last out of the water. Oh, dear. So oh, is this your way of telling Jodie that finally there's a sport where he'll have a legitimate excuse for being last rather than yes. just being a terrible runner? You <laughs> yes. can say, well, I'm not, I'm not a swim run guy. Yes, yeah, I'm not a swim runner. But, you know, so the running, I kind of clawed back a few places, and then every time I did, I had to go... It was like four swims and four runs, and every time I... Uh, I managed to claw back some places through the running. I had to get in in the water again and swim again. And it was, it was, oh dear. It was good fun though. It was good fun. And of course, the other, you know, the other, the other big things that you've done, of course, two Marathon des Sables, which, um, which is impressive. Um, Got engaged. uh, Got engaged. I did. I did. Got engaged there. Yes, that was good. The first time was more about, um, you got engaged Just twice. Finishing. No, <laughs> <laughs> take it back. Take it back. <laughs> the the first of the MDS was more about just uh, survival, really. I think, I think that it's quite a big, big. It's quite an iconic race, and I was really scared about um, about not finishing, and so I was very conservative in my efforts, and just really pleased that I finished. And then, as happens with a lot of people, you'll understand this. You kind of get home, and you're yeah. like, ah, oh, man, I wish I'd tried. And so I went back and, and tried. And did um, did considerably better than I did first time round, um, but I still I don't know there's still a part of me that wants to go back out there and uh, give it another crack of the whip. Is that because you think you can do better? Yeah, Ooh, I do. Yeah, you've left it out there. You've left it out there, Zeus. I know. I don't, well, I didn't leave anything out there last time, but I think. Are you I think saying I'm fine? I'm not sure. I'm, your... I'm not sure you'd be able to cope because, as David said, the the years that you did it were the less sandier years, and he had a yeah. more sandy year this year. There was more. Everybody sand, who does the MDS, <laughs> you guys, 
they've always everybody's like they, theirs was the windiest theirs was the hottest theirs was the you know so it's, and actually i've now done a race which was literally literally twice as hard as the mds it was insane difficult and uh so the mds what was it what was race, race for life oh yeah yeah color run no it was uh, it edinburgh was, um, it was one called jungle ultra jesus oh, wept it's tough is that, it is, is that the one in peru tough. It's in Peru. It's in the jungle in Peru. And it's the same thing. You're self-sufficient. You have to carry everything yeah. on your back and, and all your food and all your stuff. But you have, you have to carry a hammock. And so the, the bits in between. Oh, so in the MDS, you get a lot of rests yeah. in between. When you come back, you just lie down, don't you, and eat. And you yeah. hardly move. Yeah. But for this one, you have to get back and sort yourself out and pitch a hammock, which I was woeful at. And then it's just really and then you're wet constantly oh. I and mean, i wasn't very good at pitching a hammock and so i got wet and then your sleeping bag's wet and then you have to put it in your rucksack and then run the next day and you're getting beaten by bugs as well oh my days yes 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 <laughs> a lot of a lot of bugs um, a lot of river crossings a lot of sticky mud a lot of very very tough vertical ascent on mud a lot of falling over because it's so muddy and slippery um thick jungle scary jungle Weird animal noises. You have to tether down your stuff at night so monkeys don't make off with it. And the no. terrain is just insane. Could it's you could insane. you eat a monkey? Are you allowed to? Um, you probably could eat a monkey, but I didn't actually see any monkeys. I heard them, but I didn't see them. But I, it was probably it would probably be a lot of effort to eat a monkey. Yeah, I know that's wasting a lot of energy for like twelve hours or something. <laughs> Does John think about all the fire. food? All the food you carry, or you could just take mm. a little trap. Take a trap. You could take a trap, but then you'd have to know how to skin it and build a fire. And everything's very soggy in the in the, the humidity and the heat, and it's soggy, very soggy. So chilled monkey brains. You're not chilled seen, monkey uh, brains. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. I could have done that. Yeah. If, I, if, if only I thought of that. If I, 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 what made you decide to do it then? Um, I was kind of talked into it by the race director. <laughs> And I thought, yeah, I could do a challenge. And actually, I'll take this is the truth. This is the actual truth. It was uh, there was a documentary on TV. A, a guy did it on on TV, and I watched it, and I genuinely thought that doesn't look too bad. I reckon that's easier than it sounds. I'll give it a go. And the truth is, when you're out there, it's such a thick jungle and so difficult to traverse that the cameras and the cameramen can't actually get to the worst bits by a very long way. So you, that none of that gets recorded and you are sort of knee high in mud trying to go. I mean, at one point we did, uh, we, we did, we did, it was, it was about a five and a half thousand foot in three K at about 40 miles in wow. and it was just pure mud. I mean, it was slidey. So I was climbing up and sliding down, climbing up and sliding down. And it took me, it took me like two hours. I was like, oh, it was <laughs> tough. So does that mean that runners don't actually win? It's won by jungle guys um so there's some local peruvians do it yeah and there is a guy there is this local sort of peruvian ultra runner and he is very sort of um leathery and wizened looking and he was incredible but um it was won by two incredibly uh there was between two incredibly fast ultra runners there's a lot of a lot of it is runnable really runnable yeah. but um a good uh i'd say 25 30 percent of it is really difficult to run and if you are good enough on that terrain you'll do well but for for the rest of us it, it slows us down i mean i did actually okay out of the women i was i was fighting for third place in the end and i managed to to get it which i was so yeah. over the moon at but <laughs> yay but, um <laughs> the gap between me as third lady and and uh first lady and the the, the guys at the front was uh, it was uh, hours <laughs> it was hours something like the jungle ones 
sorry you now looking back think i'm glad i did it i'd recommend it or would you say don't bother no i'd recommend it it's tough it's tough and actually i knew this because i actually asked mimi about this because i actually use mimi's hammock um and i asked her mimi anston who's done like double bad water double grand union canal got so many world records um i've asked her i said mimi i've I've signed up for jungle and jungle she was like oh oh, okay and i said uh what's it like and she went yeah it's quite tough that one and then i was oh 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 okay she she didn't say it's really difficult but she wasn't she didn't say oh you'll have a blast what a laugh she just said it's tough and so i knew it was gonna be tough And, and another friend who's done it she also said that's a toughie and then i started to panic the and thing, so, of course, I, the thing I didn't about, really prepare at all. The thing about, um, like, a, a multi-day ultra like that, um, compared with... And which is why I, I keep going on about why the MDS is so good and why you've realised it's so good, is that at least, you know, with the MDS, you, you do the hard work and then you can, like, sit and relax and you're looking at beautiful uh, beautiful sunsets yeah. and you've got that wonderful environment it's and everything wonderful. goes around it. And then, but with that, the Jungle Ultra... I mean, I've, I've looked at, you know, Jungle Ultra was uh, on my list of, of to-do ones. Not not that one. It was the um, Jungle Ultra Marathon, the one in Bell. Jungle Marathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, the one, there's another the one, one in Brazil, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, but everyone that I've, I know who's done it, it was just like that wet-dry routine, the uh, the fact you can't run properly, the insects, the noise, yeah. everything else. It's just one of those ones where the it's environment tough. is probably more oppressive than the actual actual running. It's it was wonderful and it was it was ridiculous. The landscape was was ridiculous and um, what what was you're so uh, you're quite isolated because you can't tell how far ahead or behind somebody is because it's such thick jungle. Um, and then a, there was the the very last day you end up in a very remote town, but a town called Pilkapata, and you're up. It's soul destroying because the thing which is also tough about this race is it gets harder as each day goes on. Whereas a normal multi stage, the hard day sort of in the middle. And so the yeah. end day, I think it was it was the longest by it was nearly double the first day. I think it was more than double the first day. It was insane. And the whole you, you, you're leaving at about 5 a.m. And the whole town of Pilkapata, which is not many in the population, they're all out cheering you. And that was like you hadn't seen anybody for days. Then all of a sudden you've got these people clapping you um, and clapping you back in again. So it's like a big circular back into the jungle. And that was that was really, really special. And it is it's like waterfalls. And there's one point there was a, I literally was a crashed plane, which had become part of the jungle. So it was it was insane. But oh. I was so utterly knackered. I, I, didn't, I didn't care. I was looking at about one meter in front of me, trying not to fall over. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. good. You've got to do it, Jodie. You've got to do it. It sounds great. Well, it sounds great. Jodie's struggling to do five mile run at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Action. You'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. Sign yeah, up. That's it. <laughs> they're, they're trying to and get me to, you... trying to get me to do OCR. What's that one? Well, yeah, like, um, well, yeah, you know the, the sort of the joke races, like uh, winter nuts and and stuff like that. That's what that's Have what they're trying of... to persuade me to do. Ah, oh, you should do uh, you should do chained. Have you heard of that one? Uh, oh, is that where someone chains you to <laughs> someone else? <laughs> have you done yeah. that? Yeah, and you have to. No, I have not. I'm not mad. It, it's um, it's a hundred mile race, David. Have you heard of this? And no, what not happens at all. is. You, you get chained up to somebody else, anybody else. You can't choose anybody else who's also entered the race. And you have to stay chained together for the 100 miles. And if you unbreak the chain, you're out. That's awful if you're running with someone who's not your pace. Actually, yes, when, I, when, I is. Ran, when I ran the Transalpine with my Transalpine partner, it felt like I was chained to him. And it felt as, as deeply unpleasant as you can imagine that would feel. Yeah, but actually being physically chained. I mean, you know, chain. not... 
hundred miles. I think it's about. I think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's very long. I think it's something you've got like thirty centimeters. I don't know. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. But you know, a lot of stuff goes down in a hundred miler, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think yeah, it'd be that's... easier coming in as someone quick. Yeah, I think it'd be easier coming in as someone quick because at least then you're not physically knackered. Whereas if you're the slower one of two people, I don't know. You're Sometimes feel so you... bad. And you're... if you're if you're a fast runner, going at a slow pace is a lot more time on your feet than you would be ready for. I would say. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's yeah. A yeah. It's so a... if you're if you're used to doing like a twenty-hour hundred miles and you're stuck with somebody who's like a 28 hour and you know that's a that's a big difference in pace and it's, it's gonna hurt <laughs> david's gonna hurt david knows She's... that he's paced me from uh 69 <laughs> exactly. miles on 100 miles <laughs> there you go Susie, you know I... it's agony in it agony <laughs> I, I loved it i just that's where we discovered our love of pato banton pato yeah absolutely Your love of that's what? where it came from pato banton, pato banton. Ah, well, you see, were you doing that thing where you're kind of doing pretend running to make it look like you're running, but you're actually, oh, it it'd be quicker, more expedient to walk? I wasn't even pretending <laughs> at that stage. Oh, I meant David. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was, no, I, I think I was all right as a pacer in that respect. I just, um, well, I just made sure, yeah, I, in fact, you're right. No, I did look as if I was, I was running, because if I walked, you'd better. walk. Yeah, no, ah, it. you see, yeah, yeah. But talking yeah. about this, this segs very interestingly into another story, Susie. Um, yes. We seem to be a story associated with every race you've done, which I which I like. Um, <laughs> when you ran, when you were running the Thames Path One Hundred, was the Thames Path One Hundred your first hundred miler? It was, yes. Well, weren't you offered some kind of incentive by another female um, if you got to a certain distance? Yes, I was. Yes. And what was and what was that incentive? Kind of... And why didn't? And I'm she... very... <laughs> <laughs> and actually a few other people joined in actually so it was so it was quite a bountiful evening for me um my my dear friend Ralu who 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 writes for Runner's World and she's quite you know she's a she's a sports writer um she said she would send me a picture of her bare boobs <laughs> I, to, <laughs> I think it was 75 miles I think it was 75 miles um, and she was on the gin, um, and yeah, so that was an incentive. So what else did you get? If you got her bare boobs, what well, else? Well, she kind of got this hashtag going, um, and so I got a lot of direct messages that night, which was funny. What? <laughs> From other people as well? Yeah, but just randoms on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> it's nice that people could share this. So you were basically you getting sent boobs all the way through boobs. the race? Got a few, but we're not all through the race. It kind of, it, this was kind of pub chucking out time. So you know, it's like it, it was kind of like eleven. I think between the, the, the window between eleven and midnight on Saturday night, and then they kind of tapered off again. Really, that's amazing. So, yeah, that was good. How do you even I know do want, that? I want to but... know. <laughs> how do you? What I want to how you know that, Jody? There was, a, I was, a, I was following it on uh, on Twitter. Um, and uh, I think <laughs> right. mentioned it or something. I mean, I, I, I think I, was, I can't remember what it, the situation was, but I think she mentioned something like it to me. But yeah, that was uh, that's that's a great incentive showing like bodily parts and to each other in order to. Well, she uh, actually she did a kind of sort of strip tease of, uh, by direct message. <laughs> 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 so She's what, good fun. So, so, so yeah. have you, I've, I've, I'm looking on your um, your website, and it says that you have you done Sierra Leone this year. I did do Sierra Leone this year. Yeah. What did you What did you think? 
Oh, mate, it was tough. It was tough, tough race for 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 several reasons actually. Hotel. What was, hotel did you stay in? That's the important thing. I stayed in the. I stayed in apparently. Apparently, the, did you go there? Yeah. Really. I stayed in the same hotel. That's how we knew each other. Ah, oh, that David Beckham stayed in apparently, allegedly. <laughs> and but but the rumor was that actually his bags just stayed there at some point, briefly en route to somewhere else. What? But I found it tough. I mean, I knew I knew poverty was going to be tough, but um, it that was tough. Um, the race itself, I was I was it was pretty tough because I mean it was just boiling hot and uh, it was pretty hilly. Um, so that was tough too and also I'd um, I'd just done a huge amount of travelling in the last few weeks and and I think I'd, I'd just literally just come back from America and then was back for like 24 hours and then had to go to Sierra Leone and then I was back for uh, another 24 hours and then I had to fly to the jungle to do the jungle ultra oh. so ah, I know three <laughs> continents in a Whoa. week. It was disgusting. Whoa. So pretty tough. <laughs> Good acclimatisation um, though with that humidity. It was actually it was perfect training and 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 the people were just uh, it's just wonderful mm. and it's quite an intense it's quite an intense week isn't it mm. yeah it really is um, yeah it was great I really really enjoyed it but um, yeah it was it was tough it was tough for me I enjoyed it it's great what year did we do Sierra Leone was it two years ago two thousand and fourteen yeah two thousand and twelve or thirteen two thousand and twelve thirteen I think it was two thousand and twelve no way. Oh, wait a minute. No. It's 2016 now, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so Susie, you, you are actually a world record holder, I believe. I am, yes. Yes. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't Congratulations. Sound, you don't sound very Thank proud you. of it. You, oh, yeah, yeah, well, see, the thing is, is I didn't, it, it, it wasn't, the, the, it, was, it was an achievable record, to be honest with you, yeah. in terms of um, sort of the, the, what it was, the distance and the time, and I didn't really have a good day running. You know, you know when you sometimes you have a really good day running, you're running, and like, this is great, it's all coming together, and it all feels mm. good. And then sometimes you just have normal days running, and then occasionally you get a day, and you're you're, you're like within a mile, you think, yeah, this is not, this is no good today. Um, it was like that on the treadmill for twelve hours, <laughs> um, and so much had been set up, I, I couldn't, I just, it was tough. So I was a bit um, disappointed, really, in my performance, but I did my best. I did my absolute best as I could on the day. But, um, yeah, it's like, you know, like like I said about that, the MDS, you come away thinking, God, I wish I'd tried harder. And it was such a it was such a difficult thing to set up and, and complex. And so many people were involved and had, you know, so many sort of stakeholders had taken time helping me get to that day. I couldn't just go, do you know what, it's not, it's not happening today, let's come back tomorrow. It just was, it was not possible, so I just had to do my best. Um, and it was a phenomenal it so day. complex then? Because the rules that Guinness set are, are very, very stringent. Um, I think I had about 24-page dossiers sent. I mean, you have to get permission first, which takes a little while. Um, and then uh, they then give you a document to which of rules, basically, a list of rules that you have to adhere to to um, make the record um, happen. And it was quite difficult to to do all of those things and to get them all in place. I mean, I wasn't able to touch the treadmill. I had to supply them with footage, uh, unbroken footage. Um, I had to have a 
um, a treadmill which would run uh, constantly and had to um, be um, calibrated and had to have a certificate of calibration. I had to have independent witnesses who didn't know me at all and they weren't allowed to sit there for longer than four hours. I had to have Whoa. four in one go and I had to have two uh, difficult timekeepers who didn't know me. So it was it was a lot of a lot of effort and I, I, I did it all through um, mm. Kingston University who supported me hugely. I mean, they've got a, a sports science lab and they supplied all their students came to help me um, and then it has to be open to the public. You have to advertise it. It was, it was, a, a, I mean, then the rules were just, you know, the long list of rules, which um, took a long time <laughs> to get in place. And so I had cameras and backup cameras and I was live streaming and, uh, and then all of a sudden I kept it an absolute top secret, but because Kingston, obviously they were helping me so hugely and they kind of pinned their hopes on me. So we did a bit of mm. tiny bit of publicity, literally, I think I did like one tweet on a Tuesday <laughs> and then by Thursday it was being retweeted like literally thousands and thousands of times and the pressure I mean also the, the all of a sudden I, I woke up in the morning like oh, oh oh my oh my god I've got to I can't and if I fell over it would have been that would have been it I couldn't fall over you know so um it was tough it was a big day um and, and more so than the actual running itself um I just wasn't having a good day <laughs> What, what did you focus on? Because I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but it was, tw- it was 12 hours, wasn't it? 12 hours on the treadmill, yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, the treadmill which we were using, it was an absolutely huge treadmill, which can only be moved by a forklift truck. Um, and it was up against a wall. <laughs> and so I focused on the wall in front of me. <laughs> and we had a big oh, screen no. up with all my messages and things. And people were tweeting me and lots of and like, really fantastic messages of support. And about some point towards the end, Paula Radcliffe was tuning in and mm. sending me messages, which was fabulous, but also fabulous <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Um, wow. And then I got something I did. I'd done um, 50 miles on a treadmill um, before, which is how I got how I knew I'd be yeah. able to do it um, just as a yeah. as research for Kingston University. And that was fine. Um, and that was in a different treadmill in a different room. Um, and so I felt fine. I thought oh, I can't be too bad. But uh, about nine hours in, I got motion sickness from staring at a wall, uh, proper motion sickness, like, <laughs> like seasick. <laughs> it was being unwell. <laughs> so that was tough. <laughs> And did you have to swallow stuff back or just power on through or? Uh, yeah, bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> bit of both, really, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was a great, and you really, the, the, the thing which was, which I take away from it was the amount of, um, amount of support there is out there for, for people doing silly things, you know. There was just so mm. much support and belief in me and people were just so bloody lovely and you know these students that had got out of bed at 4am to to come across London to to watch me sweating and gurning on a treadmill <laughs> you know uh, it's just just really lovely really lovely really lovely day really lovely of, the, of all those people to to sort of um come out and then what happened is at some point during the day the BBC got wind of the story and I got off the, when I, mm. I just finished broke the record got off the treadmill and I was literally just lying in a heap on the floor like up feeling grossly sick <laughs> and they're like oh do you want to do an interview tomorrow morning I was like yes okay and uh I didn't realize I thought they meant in London they meant in Manchester so I had 20 <laughs> minutes oh, 20 minutes to get to Euston station and I literally didn't even have a change of clothes so the next day I was on the BBC breakfast <laughs> slightly off my head on Imodium talking Codswallop because I was so delirious <laughs> it was a bit <laughs> oh dear anyway oh, amazing <laughs> I actually can't watch that interview because I'm just gibberish. <laughs> oh, we're, 
We're I think so, I'm tired. It's a bit over tired. We're so finding that interview now and posting yeah, it in good the luck. Facebook group. That's, uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah I'm gibbering Rick. <laughs> so have you got, what's, I mean, what's next year? Because you've, I mean, I, I guess I first met you, I think, at the running awards, but when we yeah. were stealing drink takers. We were you all, and Sean, we were all right? quite well-oiled that night, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's what I first like. This is cool. This is great. Um, it, so, but what do you, since then you've done so many things. But is is it all building to something bigger or just continuing in random directions? Or so it's quite random. So this year, um, I have actually had a little bit of a not a break, but I've I did so I've so many races, so race intensive. But like every two weeks I have a race, I have a race, mm. and um, the jungle did something bizarre to my legs. I mean, really, <laughs> they're basically I can run. But I can't run very fast or very far. It, it, for, and I'm just coming out of that now, the other side. It was very strange. Mm. I just I wouldn't be able to run more than 10 miles without it being really fatigued. Um, and so I've had a, kept quite mm. a, I've had quite a quiet summer, just been just doing my normal t- normal t- training runs, the occasional mm. crazy swim run race. Um, and so, I, so the two things I wanted to achieve this year, I've, I've achieved, which were the um, the jungle and and the treadmill world record. And I've got um, the, the the thing which I actually would quite like to do. This isn't ultra running, but it's kind of it's just one of those things I want to tick off. Is um, all the world marathon majors? Only yeah. 117 women have done all six, really? which is a very low. I know, very very small number. And I'm nearly there. So I've got Berlin in a couple of weeks. I've got New York in November. I've just found out I'm in Tokyo marathon. In February, um, and then I've got to run a qualifying time um, for Chicago in probably in, in Berlin in a couple of weeks. So when and you then, say you're nearly there, you've you've mm, done two. I have got no. I've done I've done three. <laughs> you've done three. Done, okay, okay. I've done three. I've actually doing I'm doing Berlin again <laughs> oh, yeah. because I need to run a qualifying time for Chicago. <laughs> I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there in terms of actually gaining entry because I think that's probably the hardest thing in in the World Marathon Majors because they're, yeah. they're very oversubscribed. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. What's the driver behind that? The, the you get a giant medal if you do all six. Oh, that's that's it. quite cool. <laughs> but I'm going to have the whole uh, Susie Chan Susanna Chan problem because I've entered them both. I've entered the majors using both names. So, oh no! Um, I know. <laughs> I have to try and iron that iron that admin error out. But um, I, I'm doing a similar a similar a similar poor calendar timing thing with Tokyo because the week before that I'm in um, Costa Rica doing another multi-stage race um, called the Coastal Challenge. And uh, despite saying I'm never, ever, ever going into a jungle ever again, I appear to be going back into a jungle. Um, It's part jungle. Is that you and Elizabeth did? Yes, I'm going back with Elizabeth Barnes. Yeah, we're both both flying together. Um, Yeah, so... I'll be some some way behind her, but um, yeah, same same one that Elizabeth did. It's a bit of beach, bit of jungle, bit of hills. Should be good. Should yeah, be really good. Looks, but it's that looks nice. That looks a really nice yeah, race. Like the combination of nice. terrain, yeah. It does because unlike the jungle ultra which I went on, you have to carry all your. It's not self sufficient. The, the Costa Rica, and you finish your day, you finish your stage, and you can put on dry clothes, oh. and they cook dinner for you. So it's it's, oh, it's, it's a breeze. Good. It's a breeze. It's, it's, a, it's a holiday. Yeah, practically, yeah. practically, with a bit of ultra running. Do you know that means you're going to be the annoying person going, "Oh, this is nothing." Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, tell you. I'm going to have to keep stummers. I'm going to sound like a tit, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is uh, that is a mere seven days before Tokyo, so I don't <laughs> I don't know. I haven't sorted out the logistics of all this yet. But um, do, do you need to run Tokyo quickly? 
No, I just need to finish to get the medal. Okay. okay. So I might, I might fancy dress. I don't know. So what can I? So anything to deflect the fact that I'm going to be a bit lame at it. <laughs> oh, Super Mario. I think that's the, that's Super the Mario. thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, like the Prime Minister. Exactly. That's the thing. In, in the it's Olympics. All, it's all building up to, yeah. Yeah, Japan. Super Mario. has the massive medal. The massive medal. <laughs> I don't think, you can have a very small stride length, aren't you? Very small stride length, uh, yeah. just for the medal. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's showing confidence you're going to finish. It's no, that, yeah. Can imagine, you imagine if you don't finish and you're dressed as the medal you get. as the medal, yeah, yeah. It was my downfall. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I'm just there for for a laugh. That one. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be just a a, a a social one. There's there's quite a gang so, of us have got it's, in. It's almost going to just be your victory lap, really, isn't it? Well, the last one I have left is Chicago, which is the flattest, and I've I've really gone out on a limb. I'm going to say it out now as well. I think I'm going to go for a PB in the very last one. Get just, for, just just to try and hammer out a, a time, which I, yeah, a good time. Just in the very last one. And, and really focused because I've never, ever really focused on marathon training and particular time. I've just sort of mm. winged it. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. I've cry myself. Same here. Yeah. I've never I've never really focused on marathon times. <laughs> quite quite short distance, um, you know, road marathons as well. Ugh. Road marathons are tough. They're tough on your legs, aren't they? Yeah. So I might try and actually be reasonably disciplined and completely knuckle down and focus. So I've got a few ultras. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'd like to go back to the MDS and, and do a bit better. I've got my eyes on. Do you mean a bit better on the engagement? Or a bit better time. on my placing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I <laughs> thought that was an appeal to listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A little bit better on the. On the I mean, I did, I did. I was really pleased with where I was. But it, like a lot of with girls racing, there's a lot of well, guys as well. It mm. there is. It does depend who who else is in that lineup at, at the beginning because uh, you know oh, yeah. you can you can yeah. you can drop places. Just I mean, I'm I'm not the fastest. I'm certainly not the best. But I'm I sort of I'm roughly just outside the top 10 all the time so but David, 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 was, David was lucky because a lot of the a lot of the big big names didn't turn up the year he did it so he managed to he managed to he, sort managed of place to, he was top now. top Brit wasn't top he I believe yeah, top Brit yeah, exactly yeah uh, Danny Kendall's scared now that's what I've been heard, been, been heard from uh, the thing is you haven't really yeah. become, you, you're not really top Brit until you've beaten Danny Kendall it's yeah like you, you Danny need... Kendall was my tent mate actually and I, I've never seen anything like it. And the, the day we, we, we was, he was, I mean, he was trimming every extra thread out, which was unnecessary as, as weight, um, pockets, labels, washing instructions. I, and in fact, I thought you were found... going to go in a very different direction there. No, no, no. no. Well, Sus- Susie, was he as dedicated this, as this? All I will say is it's easier to wipe a surface than to clean a jumper. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> okay, think about it. Mull on it. Mull on it. I'll mull on it. I'll come back. I'll come back to that. <laughs> he was he was insanely insanely focused, and he knew everything. That he 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 was so organised. I mean, he actually he actually had. You know, you have to bring money, don't you? You have to bring. I can't remember. It was two hundred euros or something. And he had a one hundred note and two fifties, and he actually swapped the two fifties for a hundred. So it'd be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's. that's that's the marginal gains, <laughs> and of and course he, he was he was superb. Of course. And are you going back? And so you say you're dissatisfied. Are you going back to? I'm not, I would say dissatisfied, but um, I'd like to go back. But yeah. And um, uh, would you look to achieve something based on where you finish as a woman, or how you finish and how you felt you ran? Uh, well, I finished as a woman, I think, um, okay. because I, I mean I gave everything I had on that in that race, but um, 
you know, I didn't I didn't really uh, target train for it. I didn't really specifically train for it. First one I did because I was terrified. Second one, I just winged it a bit. Um, and I just happened to be in quite, quite good shape. Mm. And so I think if I did go back, I would really focus on it, really, really focus on it. Because in all of the things that I've done, I'm not particularly good at training plans and things like that. I just kind of go out running and enjoy it. Um, you know, I just quite like to know what what I could do if I took it a bit more seriously maybe not too seriously but just you know actually uh, applied some of the science that people do to running a bit faster I love well, it. Well, you have maybe to be rubbish who knows I, I love it when you when you go out running do you have like celeb running mates and stuff don't you yeah no no oh no oh just them oh but my friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, not really no I just no just, there's lots of people run don't they <laughs> Yes, they you're do. jealous, Jade. There's no one in Brighton for you. There, there is no, there is no one in Brighton. Well, I've got, I've got some of the do badders, but none of them will run with me, mainly because I'm not really running. But, um, but uh, <laughs> in terms of, this is a good question for you, if I do say so yeah. myself. What, what has been the worst race you've ever run? In terms of, like, we, uh, I don't know if you've like listened to any of the episodes, but we always talk about Edinburgh being a terrible race. Edinburgh what? Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, and then no no fault of the marathons either you know how you kind of attribute you can ask people this and if you have had a bad day performance yeah. yeah then you kind of attribute that to the race don't you so if you can have a you can have a great race and you has a really good race that yeah edinburgh oh i got so i did it what year was it 2014 2015 and it was it was may as you know and yeah. i was absolutely back then i was gunning i'd set everything on going sub 330 and mm-hmm. it was may and for some reason it was about 26 degrees from nowhere yeah. in in edinburgh i got burnt i got burnt in and we were running along and people were hosing us down and then people started sort of passing out all over the place and i got to a point where I was like, uh, I'm gonna. I'd literally rather pass out than than uh, than miss this and slow down because yeah. I was so close, so so close to being, you know, missing the target. And I I was bang on it, bang on it, really pushed. I mean, the worst I've ever, hardest I've ever had to run in a marathon. And my my watch ticked over 26 and the 26 mile. Um, I literally couldn't see the 26 mile marker. It was so far off. So my watch was that far off, and so I missed it by about 27 seconds, I think, when I crossed the line. <sighs> And I, and I literally was on my knees about two metres from the line. And then they handed us a medal. And this was the year that the medal looked exactly like a willy. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Willy gate. Yeah. It was, and so I was just I was just in bits. And I literally couldn't move so much so that they were like, they're trying to move me out of the way because I just tried everything. And so I'd missed my PB and I had this massive willy-shaped meadow around <laughs> and it was so hard I don't know why and, uh, and then we had to get we had to get on a bus and and go back and the bus the bus I was on the top deck and it took me about I don't know how long to get down you know bus stairs are like yeah too, yeah it was it was a tough one why didn't you like it exactly all those things there was too many willies <laughs> I never said there was too many it, David I just said a... <laughs> Well, we've. It seems to be that weekend that there's a heat wave every year, so they've run out of water at least two years. One, were you the, were you the year when they didn't release people's times? <laughs> no, I wasn't that year. That's you had funny. to pay, or you had to do something specific to be able to see people's times. It was a real. real Why would oh, you do that? 
they're just always trying to make money. The uh, the Edinburgh Marathon for some reason they're bastards. But um, we we know the lawyers are listening now, so you can't. Oh. We, so allegedly, that particular year they were trying to make money for some reason. Yeah. Why did you not release Times? That's weird. It's really but I, 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 in general, I hate them because I think everything they do is about trying to make it the biggest or make money by making a terrible course that goes down a straight road <laughs> straight out of Edinburgh into the winds <laughs> yeah allegedly in, allegedly <laughs> and finishing when you've got an Edinburgh that's beautiful where you know you can run through the city because Rat Race do it on their um, Survive the Fittest and they've got amazing scenery and all these locations and so they run you straight out of a road so they can call it the fastest end you up miles away run out of water so yeah. many reasons we hate them so many <laughs> uh, i didn't I, I i didn't hate the race for the race's sake but i didn't i really did not have a fun day that day what i did not <laughs> even when you run even when anything goes well you can still hate edinburgh that's the message you're saying that's how bad it is. even if you have a pb even if you meet meet the girl of your dreams or the man of your dreams even if everything is great even if you win the lottery still edinburgh is bad even yeah well yeah i didn't get a willy shape medal in the mds that's, that's why they, that's why they're missing out really yeah i know maybe they should maybe they should because actually they got a lot of coverage the race um out of that medal um, yeah. And they say, yeah, they got a lot. It was, it was in all the papers, and and apparently they said they didn't notice. But I, I they honestly, have you seen it? Have you seen the medals? <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember. You can't not notice. It's like the first thing you notice. <laughs> anyway, yeah. We need to come up with a way in which the bad boy running podcast can be penis shaped. You should do that. You should do that. Our listeners, will, our listeners will figure it out. They're very creative. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah, it can be your like uh, your little emblem. So what? Yeah. What? What? what so sorry, I hijacked that by mentioning Edinburgh. What? What has been the worst race you've ever done? Um, see, it's difficult because I associate bad performances with bad races. In terms of, um, hang on, let me think. There's got to be low. Oh, I see. I did. Now I've heard they have improved. I heard they have improved um, before I start slagging them off. But I did many, many years ago. I did a endurance life coastal uh, race, yeah. and it was in absolutely beautiful part of the world. It was in the Jurassic Coast, yeah. and uh, yeah, we got no race briefing. Everybody got lost. There was literally nothing any of the checkpoints I like literally nothing just a man shrugging his shoulders at you um it wasn't it was it was absolutely miles out like of what it was supposed to be and no one cared no this one cared that sounds that just sounds lost. like a, a typical an ultra from about four or five years ago really basically it's, it's before ultras got organized <laughs> yeah. and it was a shame because um it was a really beautiful course but uh yeah I I didn't I I completely miscalculated how how slow I was going to be because I didn't really take into account that the Jurassic Coast is hilly <laughs> and it's um, very hilly very hilly I didn't really have any water with me and uh, yeah I was out for hours traipsing around trying to find my way back ultra. did you enjoy it um, I did actually. Yeah, they didn't. I can't. Did you not get that. lost like I did? <laughs> you were probably quick enough to get stuff at the checkpoints. I was just tracing around. I I, yeah, I, I don't remember checkpoints actually. I think you, there was a table that you could yeah, put table. stuff on. Yeah, that yeah. you could put your own things on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't tell you to bring anything. They said there were checkpoints. Um, yeah, it wasn't very well organised. I heard, and then you didn't even get a medal at the end. They were like, oh yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Have a, have a t-shirt with a head size about the size of an arm so you can't put your head through it. Bye. Oh, oh great, no. Thanks. We need to get you back. Yeah. 
I'll go back and do, I'll go because I've heard. I mean, people go on about how good it is, and I think they've definitely, definitely had. A, this was a while ago. They've definitely been reorganised, and people sing their praises. And the routes are exactly the sort of places I love to run. I love coastal yeah, running, yeah. so yeah. I need to get back and and give it another crack because uh, I'm sure they're not that bad anymore. Well, would, I think my missus and I are potentially doing one in the autumn in Which uh, one? Suffolk, Norfolk, Suffolk. Okay. So it's not it's coastal, but I don't think it's hilly. It's not known as being hilly, it? is it? Suffolk or, not, or yeah. Norfolk? <laughs> Norfolk. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a, mel- a mountain marathon in uh, Norfolk. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I definitely would like to give it another go, but then lots of things crop up um, now. I get lots of. It's nice to, to lots of, sort of things come into my radar, and um, yeah, so I would definitely like to go. I love coastal running. It's it, I'm not a big fan of of mountains. You know, lots of people love the mountains. It doesn't really make my heart sing if I'm in the mountains. What it does is being by the sea. Um, mm. And I, I like running around islands. I've run around the Isle of Wight. I've run around Anglesey. What else have I run around? I run around Jersey. These are all good ultras to do. <laughs> the round the round the island race. Were, I did yes. it the same year you did, but that was your that was I've read on things that was your first very ultra. first my very first ultra that was I love that yeah it's a lovely race isn't it it's beautiful I love oh. it I absolutely love it lovely and then I uh, ran around Jersey which is a really good one I recommend it you're both you'd do really well at that it's in one go uh, it's about what is it it's about 47 miles depending if the tides in or out yeah um, and it looks great on a Strava map once you finish because you just run <laughs> around the whole of Jersey which one and they ring do a fire oh, a fire have you Oof, done that? Yeah, that's a good. Done that. That's a good one. That's a good one. That is. A, that's a belter. It's tough. That's tough. got. That's a. That's a, what's it? It's like thirty miles, twenty miles, and seventy miles or something. It's, it's, it's a funny 30, old. It's about. It's about thirty-five miles, seventy miles, and about thirty-seven miles, something like that. Oh, that's and the amazing. problem. The problem. Not the problem. The thing is that makes it particularly difficult, other than the distances, um, are the fact that day one you start in the afternoon. So you're sort of coming in early evening because yeah. um, it's quite hilly and then you go to bed and then you wake up and then the next day, because it's the long day, it's more than 100k, it's like 100 and whatever it is, 12k. Yeah. Um, and you start at 6am, so you've got up at like 4.30. You start at 6am and then you take however long it takes. It's it's a chewy day, that one, a very chewy day. And we were lucky, my husband and I, we came in at about 10 o'clock at night, but people were coming in at 2, 3, 4 in the morning and then next day you're up at 6am for a a. 6am start and people just lying there like no i'm done i'm cooked and the dropout rate is over 50 percent for that race is it really yes tough tough one it's good but because you do you you basically you're doing that distance on probably the equivalent of about six seven hours sleep (laughs) so it's it's good i loved it i absolutely loved it and i kind of went into it thinking not being indifferent but not being sure you know what it was going to be like but i Mm. absolutely loved it and the end is torturous because you can hear they play ring of fire and you can hear it and you can't see it and you're going (laughs) up and up and up over this massive bloody mountain and you can hear it and then it gets closer and then the path takes you closer and further away and closer and it does it about six or seven times and you're just like oh when will it end (laughs) It's great. I really recommend it. And it, that also, yeah, that looks good when you finish, when you've mapped it all. So, yeah. yeah, I'm all for the coastal running. Well, we we actually thought we'd get you on because uh, one of the topics we, we haven't discussed properly yet, we've dabbled in, is pacing. And okay. I think after I first met you, the next day we then had the London Marathon and you were then a pacer as well. I was like, wow, Cece, what oh, are you yes. doing here? Oh, yes, that was good. So we thought you'd be a really good person to tell us about how you well because for, for my impression of london 
pacing. So I, I, I did typically three fifteen, and it's <laughs> and I think it's a lot easier than probably the hardest time is maybe four four fifteen mm. because I can run at the pace I need to yeah. without without too many people getting in the way. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be, I thought it'd be great to get you on and just talk about for people who are doing marathons where especially you're talking about the majors you might not be able to run at a constant pace and how, how to approach that do you try and cut through do you hold back do you oh, do it's uneven tough, pacing? Actually. so I've done it a couple of times and one year because it was I think it was like the week after I came back from MDS they said what pace do you want to run at and I was like oh blimey um so I said 445 thinking that'd be all right mm. um and then the, the second time I've done it last year I did a uh, just under four hours and uh, the 4:45, my God, it was so tough because of the crowds. Um, mm. But that 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 wasn't too bad because if you're going that slow, and obviously you know you're you're a fitter runner, you can kind of um, you kind of pick it up. But you know it it's you have to run a little bit faster than than your pace just because of the crowd dodging. Mm. Um, so it it yeah, it, and also it was quite painful actually running um, at a pace which your legs aren't familiar to. Um, so as in you know your body's not used to running that that sort of pace and I was constantly having to check my watch every yeah. 30 to 40 seconds to make sure that I was doing you know what was expected because you sort of naturally sort of speed up or slow down um, so it wasn't a natural pace and that was actually difficult four hours um, was a lot more was was fine but I was I was in the mass starts and blue star I think mm. and uh, <laughs> yeah I had to walk because of the crowds um, twice in the first mile which as you can imagine if you got to run at quite a regimented pace mm. um yeah I had to I had to pick it up for a few miles just to even it out which um you know and I've I calculated it I've got to do this at the start because um people will start to fade towards the end but it was that was a little bit more stressful mainly because I needed a wee for 20 miles and I didn't know what to do <laughs> what do you I do what do you do that's it I was, like, I was thinking I tell you what to do and I was like I really need a wee and I think what should I do and I couldn't fit in the portaloo because I had a giant flag on my thingy <laughs> and, and then there were queues there were queues so I just kept on going and you know after 20 miles I didn't need the loo anymore <laughs> I must have absorbed it back into my body <laughs> but I just it was tough but yeah so yeah I was I was it was a I was quite preoccupied <laughs> with that but um yeah so pacing we, so we, is it was it was definitely tougher but at a slower pace I'd say and would you recommend if you're in a situation like that where you can't run the pace you want to should you try and stick to the pace as much as possible fight through sidestep um or should you just wait and hope that it can come back i would crack on uh, is what i would do um because for a big world made like that you know the, the, it, it, it there's a lot of people and there are points especially in london where it does get n- narrow um so I wouldn't I would if you while you're feeling good you've got to kind of I mean you've got to pace you've got to know how to pace yourself in a marathon obviously obviously mm. so sort of it's 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 two halves I think somebody said it was like there's the first 18 miles and then there's the last bit which is you know that that is the second half where you have to really battle um and it's just being sensible I would um I weave I do weave and, I, and the thing about that is you do add on you know half mm. a mile or whatever and half a mile if you think if you're trying to get to a, a, a marathon pace you know it's like I did this in Berlin and I was trying to run for a PB and I was actually uh, over by about 0.4 of a mile which was a few minutes you know so it's hard it was hard work but um yeah 
if you it, I think it's it's probably just do your best to to not um you can ask people to move out the way <laughs> uh, excuse me excuse me and people do you know they're very nice like that um but try not to lose too many minutes in the first hour or so because they will be harder to make up towards the end but don't run off like the clappers you know because that's not going to help you at all and and how do you because you mentioned that you quite often go into these races it sounds like as if you you don't necessarily train specifically for one race you're just bouncing from one to the next i do yeah so how do you know how to pace something when you probably don't really know what you're capable of so um I I sort of know what I can do a road marathon in. I'm pretty consistent in 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 the sort of window which I can come in at, mm. um, and it's taken me a while to learn to pace myself, not to go off too fast. I think I, I did Boston Marathon, and I was so delighted to be there. Um, I just went off like the I mean, like textbook worst ever thing to do in a marathon I just went off like the absolute clappers and mm. crashed I mean I really 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 hurt the second half because I went off far too hard and um you know probably, I was probably a bit too arrogant and then it was like okay right you know you need to be more sensible um but I, I know how to pace myself I've kind of because I've been I've done so I've done so many races I kind of know where I should be now in, in all mm. of them the thing is different with ultras it's very different because no two ultras are the same the terrain can be very very different um you know and sort of 50 miles in one race it might not be the same 50 miles in another race so um you kind of have to for, for ultras i pretty much go with how i'm feeling if i'm feeling good you've got to kind of make hay while the sun shines because there's moments in long long distances like that where you feel a bit rubbish um you know and, and you're going to slow down and then you think oh this is you know this is the end of your race or whatever you've got another 20 miles to go for example and yeah. actually you'll know from ultra running you can you can lift yourself out of it and feel great again you know 20 yeah. minutes later so um ultra running i play it by ear i'd have a plan i always have a plan a a plan which i tell everybody a plan b which is sort of like the the, the sort of middle ground and then a plan a secret plan c which was you're trying to be really ambitious um, <laughs> oh, so you don't tell so anyone thought, your main goal well i have no it's not really a goal it's more of a, <laughs> a hope <laughs> you yeah. know what possibly if things go right you know that takes a lot even in a 10k for everything to go your way and for everything to go your way in an ultra okay you know it can happen it certainly happens i've seen it happen to, to my friends it's happened to me also in the mds that year i had a great year just everything just came together but it doesn't happen every time you go out and race yeah. and so i think it's, it's good to have a realistic goal which you know you can achieve um you know and then and then something just just to, why not to have something to aim for which is a little bit better than, than you know what, what you what you think you can do it's always good to to try to try a little bit harder and so for ultras i kind of have those yardsticks in my head and for anything else sort of half marathons marathons 10ks whatever i i sort of know where i should be um and then the key thing i try and do is not beat myself up if it goes tits up because <laughs> it's it's okay for it not to go how you want it to go you know and don't overanalyze yeah. it it doesn't you know sometimes it just isn't your day because i used to get really hung up on not, not missing out on that, that particular time or whatever and it used to really bother me and get me down and i'll be like you know ah, oh, why why you know and it doesn't matter nobody cares only i'm looking at my results and so um you know just it's supposed to be a hobby it's supposed to be a hobby so make sure have you ever have you ever dns uh yes once but i started knowing i was going to dnf and i wish i hadn't <laughs> i wish i hadn't um i i nearly didn't put my number on and i was like, oh i might as well um and i i was only planning to run it was for 100k and i was injured yeah in mm. my knee and my husband was running it and it was like two days after our wedding and we were like yeah it's like 600k <laughs> and then i was like literally the day before oh i'm not going to do it you know because my knee hurts um and then he was sort of pinning on his numbers and, I, and then i was like I said, oh, I'll run the first 26 miles with you. 
or whatever, 20 miles. Um, or to, if my knee hurts, I'll stop. And that's what I did. And, but then I wish I hadn't because it's an official DNF, really. I should have just not put the number on. <laughs> uh, so that was annoying. Um. <laughs> that's a really, it's a really interesting thing um, you were saying about you and your husband doing like races together and stuff. Is there is there a bit of competition, you know, that that spurs you on to do those sort of things? I'm just I'm just thinking in terms of you know maybe giving some advice here to David now that he's in in, in a relationship <laughs> with, with someone who is a very good runner. Mm. Oh, is she? Um, yeah, we're pretty well. Actually, no, he's faster than me on on marathons, all those road flat stuff. Uh, well, not flat hilly. He's faster than me. Um, on a road marathon by you know 10 15 minutes he's fast um but it kind of the further it goes the more it evens out um and i think i've got a 100 mile record i've got a 100k record um (laughs) you got a little book a little wall no, it's just all in there. It's all in there. It's all in there. And this is sometimes. We, I mean, he's a lot better in 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 some cold races. I'm a lot better in hot races. And so we kind of pick races. So, for example, Ring of Fire, we knew it was going to be a toughie, so we stuck together with that, and it worked really well. Um, we pace take it take it in terms of pace each other for 100 milers nice. uh, for bigger races. Um, and then some races we will go right. I'm right. You know, I'm not. I'm racing you, but we will just do our own thing and sometimes I've overtaken him <laughs> um, how, how is so, he when that happens he's cool that yeah he's fine yeah he, he says good. he says no no, no he's, he's not he's, he's 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 genuinely pleased to see that when I'm having a good day um so yeah but it doesn't happen very often he's he's he is uh definitely better than me but we are you know if you sort of take a distance of about 50 50 to 100k 50 miles to 100k we're, we're probably kind of even out actually we're about the same ability so it's really good because we can do lots of training and stuff together yeah so yeah right, it's good sure. it's good and it's good to have a little bit i mean i wouldn't say we're competitive but um so, i mean I'm probably i am a bit more than him i remember we did a 10 mile race and i was i was the fastest i've ever actually run um i was doing really well that day <laughs> and um i sort of done the time i wanted to do and then the next benchmark in my head was i got to try and beat sean's time <laughs> <laughs> and so I was running like the absolute clappers trying to beat but I couldn't remember exactly what it was and I missed it by I think like eight seconds or something it was really annoying but that was you know so I had kind of in my head it kind of it gives me a goal anyway maybe I can um, beat George um, and when you're doing these really long races together do you know how to pull each out each yeah. other out of dark places what yeah. the signs are yeah we're, we're very good I mean normally you know you don't it depends if you pace people, you know, it's like some people really kind of like people talking at them, going, oh, you can do it, you know, da, 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 only so many miles or checkpoint this way. And other people just want you to be quiet and be there. And, um, you know, we kind of can tell when the other person, I mean, normally we can't, we, we normally can slip into a very comfortable, supportive silence and it's okay with the occasional, you okay, whatever. And we just, we just know he's very, very good me. I mean, oh my God, he was the only person who saw me in a terrible state when I was doing the treadmill world record because um, you know I was kind of like yay all smiles and kind of like you know for the cameras or whatever and for all the people that showed up and then whenever I was going to the loo he had to help me um, which was pretty above and beyond anyway um, but, uh, <laughs> and then as soon as the door shut I was going oh my god I'm having the worst day running I can't bear it and he was really good Aww. so yeah it's, it's, it works it works very very well we've never ever and it's kind of like a really good test actually we've never ever yeah been annoyed with each other's company in those situations 
Oh, he hasn't told me. (laughs) (laughs) Or one of you's lying really, really well. Maybe he's lying through his teeth. And uh... do you have that, David? Do you have that relationship with Claire? Have you have you like run together, you know, on anything, or have you have you tested it in this way? To be honest, she's not a very good girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this is, I mean, this is just to demonstrate how unsupportive she is of. Of, of us, I think, not just me, of, of, of the things we're trying to achieve in Bad Boy Running and in the other companies we have. So she has flat out refused to ever wear a camel toe if I'm pulling her. Oh she, she won't do it. <laughs> Even you're if, pulling her? Yeah, yeah. Even, so camel toe is a device I've, I've created to, to oh, toe, okay. to bungee gla- cord between runners. I'm glad you, I'm glad you elaborated. Probably should explain that. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. when we're talking about that chained race, it's a version of that... You know, of, yeah, okay. of, of basically connecting yourself to a slower runner and dragging them along. And uh, David okay. chose the most puerile name for it he could think of. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she said, even if we were going to lose, she wouldn't take the camel toe. She wouldn't no. let me take, if we were doing a race like the Om together, she wouldn't let me take more weight than she was carrying because that wouldn't be fair. Um, and she's come up with all these rules, which means we'll probably never run together because I want to. I always want to win, no matter what. I can't help it. Okay, and, that's um, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. We don't. We don't. We're not that. We're not. We don't mind if the other one wins. It's, it's all good. <laughs> but maybe because she doesn't want to wear the camel toe, doesn't make her a bad girlfriend. It just makes her a sensible lady. She is dating David, so that sensible element has uh, completely out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so have you got any advice for couples then about running with each other, training with each other, or if, if someone's trying to pace someone? Who's, who's not maybe as experienced as or, they are. Or propose who... to someone at the end of a, a six-day <laughs> yeah, desert that's, marathon that's when they're looking the awful. Thing. I, I think the pacing thing is actually, it's um, it's quite a tough gig. It is quite a tough gig because you can't moan. And, mm. you know, depending what you're pacing, you, you, you can't, because it's not your race. And so you will get no glory. You will go through a lot of agony. And you have to, you know, it's it's a tough, it's a quite a tough one. So um, it's, it's, um, it's not to be taken too lightly because you have to basically do whatever it is to help get the other person through. And it's kind of reading. I've done it to, I've, I've paced quite a lot of friends now. One of my particular friends, Warwick, I don't know if you know Warwick, he's very fast, um, mm. 100 mile runner, Grand Union Canal runner, a pacing match in Grand Union Canal and a couple of hundred milers. Um, and uh, so within, because you join in at a certain distance, don't you? And they've mm. done a certain distance, and they're they're in a they're in a certain place by the time you've met them. And within the first five ten minutes, I'll ascertain how he wants me to play it, whether he wants me to mm. chat to distract him, or whether he wants me to just to, just to shut up and and set the pace. Um, mm. And I think be able to, I wouldn't pace somebody you don't know. You, you've got to know, you've got to know them, and you've got to be mindful that you're not being irritating, because. What they don't want is, on top of the agony of trying to win the race, <laughs> having to sort of make small talk or whatever is just even more excuse. You know, so it's um, you've got to it's got to be somebody you know. And I think beforehand, if you kind of set out some like ground rules or mm. some signals or whatever, you know, if I'm, I might be like this, don't don't be offended. Um, then then you're you're gonna you're gonna do a good job. Yeah, it's it's fun. It is. I I really enjoy pacing. I do really enjoy it. It's it's um. It's a really good thing to do, but yeah, it's uh, it, it can be quite thankless because you know sometimes. I mean, I've done it myself. The people that pace me, I, I somebody paced me for in a hundred miler, and I I just ran off and didn't say goodbye. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was just like, 
was like, I just carried on. And then, and then after, I was like, didn't say goodbye. How rude is that? They just give up. They just run through the night with me. Yeah, I was absolutely, you know, I was, I was, I was, yeah. Andy, Andy, I'm sorry. That's Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever ever stopped, when you've been pacing, have you ever stopped to have a quick beer or something? I've drunk, yeah. A bit of pacing. No, in in racing I have. (laughs) When pacing, pacing, that would be, that would be hugely irresponsible, wouldn't it? To do such a thing if you were, if you were pacing and, you know, really letting your, the people relying on you. Mm. I think you're trying to get Dave in trouble. No, I think that's oh, wait, I think just, okay. I just realised what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I think, I think um, no, I think that's all right. I've had a, I did a 24 hour race once, and uh, and 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 the couple of the best laps I did were after we had some drink. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, as long as you're not hammered, then uh, yeah, and, and as long as you're not tormenting the other person with the beers, then I think you're okay. <laughs> Well, I remember when I was pacing Claire Miller, my, my teammate, at the Dirty Weekend, and she didn't bring that much food or gels and things. So I kept on giving her all my gels, and I suddenly realised, because she's pretty pacey, after about 17 miles, I was tanking, because I'd, um, had I'd, no I hadn't had anything. Yeah, I had nothing mm. left. And I was trying to yeah. keep her going and try and pretend, yeah, yeah I'm really strong and all this. And I was thinking, yeah. I'm out here. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's not funny. I did one time, I was pacing somebody for a 100-miler, and it basically the wheels fell off his race. We were doing 28-minute miles, and we had 25 miles to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was all I could do just to say, do you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to go home because this is taking forever. But I didn't. You just kind of um, keep keep going. Yeah, that's a tough one, that, when you feel dreadful, and, and they're, they're, they're still doing really well. <laughs> And um, and one question as one of the only females we've ever had on the podcast. All right. So so I quite often talk about a lot of my training is done running to places instead of commuting. So I'd run to work, I'd get to meetings, run to gigs. And I do this too. And so Julia Charlotte in the Facebook group, she has, she's raised the question of like, it's fine for a bloke who probably just wears a t-shirt and is wearing shorts anyway to just put some jeans on top. But mm. she was looking for advice from anyone else who maybe uh, runs to places. How do you make yourself I, less unglamorous? How do you glamorise yourself? I am you not the best person to ask this because I have turned up to many a meeting minging. <laughs> I have wet wipes <laughs> and dry shampoo. Um, dry and shampoo. pretty much dry shampoo. But then sometimes I'll be in such a hurry because I've mistimed it or added a few miles on thinking, oh, I'll make, I'll make this worthwhile. Mm. Um, I've kind of given myself about five minutes to get changed and presentable and I haven't stopped sweating properly. And so <laughs> I'll like, put the dry shampoo on and get changed into my work clothes or whatever and, and then carry on sweating in the meeting. <laughs> it's disgusting. And sometimes I forget items of it, core items of clothing, you know, I haven't put it in my rucksack. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not the best person to ask, but, you know, our dry shampoo and wet wipes are, are the, the two things which, which basically um, hold my job down because um, without those, I probably would have been sacked a long time ago. <laughs> and do, and do my people notice? Kind of like, sorry? Yeah, they do, yeah. They <laughs> Yes, but they kind of most people kind of know I'm, I'm a runner, which is which is useful. Mm. My office is always draped with like sports bras that are sweaty and <laughs> clothes drying out. Um, my poor colleagues, my poor colleagues. But fortunately, I share an office now with um, another brilliant, brilliant ultra runner, and um, so we 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 uh, yeah 
we're, we're kind of she's okay with my trainers having like 20 trainers under my desk and a drawer full of cup of soups and crisps <laughs> so I, I think we should start a movement and change office culture because i think people aren't forgiving enough of small things instead of shirt and tie it should be tie and trainers it should be acceptable yeah I've, yeah I've been i haven't like, got a problem Lycra kind of is slowly blending into my work where and some days I, I, I do wear trainers some days just because I can't be bothered to carry shoes in. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I don't mind spearheading this campaign. campaign Let's get it going. Like, tie and trainers. We need an equivalent for females as well instead of tie and trainers. Um, we can well, okay. we'll figure out a name later. But yes, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. So, have we got any other questions that would be good to fire at Susie? You can think of JD. I suppose an obvious one is like, what's the what's the best race that you've you've ever done? What in your mind is what is like the yeah both the best race in terms of the race that you've run that you've everything went right, and the best race in terms of the one that you um, just think is wonderful and you know you you go back again. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think the two 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 races. I think. And both because when I just started running and I made um, I made a bucket list, I, I, what seemed an absurd, ridiculous, unachievable bucket list in my head of races of three. And one of them was Marathon de Saab and the other one was Boston Marathon. And I was a very slow runner when I started running. I was just, mm. I think my first half marathon was two hours, 17. Um, you know, so Boston Marathon was just an insane wow. pipe dream. <laughs> and what, what, and, what, so um, what, what year, sorry, what, what sort of year was this? How, how you know? 2010. 2010, okay, okay. Um, and so uh, the two best races for me were are the are the Marathon de Sable because really the first time round, I in just in terms it, it was it was it was just like a dream and it was the beginning for me. It was, it, I thought it would be the end. I thought they had tap out of that, <laughs> and it was just a, it was the beginning for me. And, and the, the second time I did it, I, I mean I just performed to best of my ability. Um, you know I managed to, to get into the elites, and you know I did really well, and, and I managed to do top ten in the in the long stage, which for me was for me in that sort of field was something mm. I'd never even thought I'd be able to achieve. I had a really really great race, um, so that is very very fond memories of that of that whole race for me. Um, and then another race, I mean I, I just performed well in that, so I did really I was really pleased. And the other race, which is just for me probably hands down one of the best races in the world um i didn't really do very well because i was so excited to be there but it's boston marathon there's nothing else like it in the world it's just it's just running it's runners forerunners all about runners the whole city is behind you everywhere you go everybody's just thanking you for being there encouraging you it's just the most en encompassing weekend ever it's just wonderful i mean a proper proper i get proper misty eyed every time i think about boston because just standing on the start line is just amazing yeah um, and how, and how do you compare it to race. london then oh yes yeah, so it's, it's just fantastic <laughs> i think i've done london too many times maybe yeah it's definitely for me personally boston is just up there with the, yeah. the, one of the greatest races in the world it's so historic it's the oldest road race in the world yeah um yeah. it's magical it's truly at the finish line it's just just one of the best I mean I had a dreadful race but I didn't care I want it didn't really bother me that my race kind of gone wrong I was just happy to be there and I saved it and I and on the day you know I didn't stop running I gave it my best and I managed to run in a Boston qualifying time which is <laughs> that was plan d um, but, um <laughs> I, I I crossed it and it was just just wonderful what a race what a race really I, I absolutely urge anybody if you've done a qualifying time you've got to make the start line of that race. If you if you even enjoy running at any level, you've got to go and do it. What a race. I've, I've never considered it until now. I think, you've I got think to do it. Just put it on my list. 
Oh, I think I've, I've I've only got to shave like an hour and fifteen minutes off my <laughs> off my marathon best, and I'll be there. I think I think I I think I can get in good for age for an eighty year old or something. I, I, you know what? You say that I actually don't. You get this like magazine at the end, and I was kind of skimming through it like with my time, and I was trying to I was trying to find out where how I could have got into say the top ten, and I would have got into the top ten if I was eighty to ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's a pretty good field. <laughs> so, well, there are eight, so basically eight, and I would have just been in the ten- 10th. So there were basically nine eight-year-old, oh, 85-year-old wow. women that ran faster than me. <laughs> that was me at my prime. Wow. <laughs> so basically you, what you're saying is there are no categories that Jodie is quicker than <laughs> any of them, men or women, for any age. I couldn't possibly comment on that. I haven't seen Jodie. I haven't seen Jodie run a marathon. I so. <laughs> I can qualify for Boston. You can. Yeah, I reckon I could. You can. Yeah. It's it's actually, the the qualifying time is actually, I had to run faster to qualify for New York. Unbelievably. I had to run 20 minutes faster to get in New York marathon. (laughs) It was the hardest run getting good for age. Super strict. Super, super strict. And um, and tell us about your MDS story, because it's pretty awesome with uh, With, with Sean. With Sean. Oh, yeah. So we, yeah, see... If I talk to him to doing marathon this afternoon, so it'll be great. We'll have a lovely time. It'll be a lovely ten days. Um, talk, so we signed up, and um, we actually met chatting on Twitter. A bit stalkery. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I did my first ever marathon this afternoon, he was sort of chatting to me, and he actually, I got. Um, I was doing it for charity, and I got this. I got an, um, an anonymous donation per meter. <laughs> and after a bit of research, I found out it was him. This little random wow. guy on Twitter. I know. You bought um, your love basically a little bit yeah <laughs> uh, he bought meeting me um and then so we got chatting met each other he became a boyfriend and girlfriend and went back out to the mouth of the sub uh uh in when are we now yes 2015 was it 20 yeah 2015 um and uh i've said my race came together in a way i, I never imagined i was just doing really, really well and his yeah. race fell apart in a way which he could he'd never experienced I mean, he he was nearly pulled several times he was oh, no. he was heat stroke sick uh, i think it, it took him five hours longer to do the long stage and it did for me to do the whole race he was absolutely at, at the end i mean he was absolutely at the at the end of the pack and i kept thinking he's gonna get pulled so he was so desperately unwell and did um, you and think what kept him going was the fact he knew he was going to propose yeah he said he said he would have just DNF'd. Um, oh. So he knew he was. So he carried the ring all through the desert, you know, just in front of the two camels, <laughs> um, and then made it over the finish line. And I, I finished, and then just ran. I was so worried about him the whole race, and then I ran back, and then we crossed the line together. And then, uh, oh. yeah, he proposed. And I thought he was going to be sick again because he went down <laughs> on his knees. I thought he was gonna puke, <laughs> but no, he, he didn't. He, uh, <laughs> he, and it was lovely, and everybody went mad. And it was, it was. I was sort of a bit, um, you know, overwhelmed with it all. Um, yeah, it was great, and then uh, it was everywhere. Everyone got, everyone found out about it, and uh, so we kind of ran off and got married in secret and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> you, you really had to say yes, didn't you? I mean, I talk about putting you in a position. There. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, I'm not sure. But yeah. he had to have gone back. <laughs> well, this is it. He said, he said to me, he had to finish, and he couldn't imagine kind of like coming out of the medical tent and then proposing. I'll be like, oh, right, <laughs> on, a, <laughs> you know, on a drip. Yeah, had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to finish. So. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was lovely. It was so lovely, and it was a, a really good way to, to 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 finish off what was quite an extraordinary um, few days for me in the desert. 
So we'll post the video because I think it's probably on YouTube or Facebook. It is, yeah, it's it's out there, yeah. And actually, that was that was interesting because I had no idea what my you can't really remember, you know, what you do in those situations. And then the BBC got the footage, um, uh, I think about a week later, and sent it to me, which was lovely. <laughs> that was oh, brilliant. Well, we'll post it in the Facebook group so everyone can yeah, see. Yeah, it. it is a really <laughs> brilliant moment. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, do you know what? See, I've just quickly had a look at my Twitter feed to see um, if there's anything. I think I've just noticed that you you're talking about this uh, duathlon that you did, and you you got beaten by a chicken. I got beaten by a chicken. <laughs> I did, and so the guy, the guy, <laughs> there were lots of very serious swimmers there, and then we had a teammate who I had not met before, and he came in this giant chicken outfit, and uh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, he, he beat me. <laughs> Chickens can swim. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, but the worst thing was he was swimming in because they wouldn't they wouldn't allow him to swim with the chicken suit suit on. But he was getting it was four uh, four transitions. He was getting in and out of the chicken suit, and he still beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for so much coming on the, on the podcast. It's been as brilliant as I thought it would be. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, smash and, Susie. Thank you so much. You're welcome, uh, we'll, guys. We'll, we'll probably get some um, some questions from the the do badders for you what's the best way for them to kind of follow you to to get behind you support you to to send questions to you are you more twitter are you more facebook or so twitter or instagram probably the two best ways on twitter i'm uh, at susie s-u-s-i-e underscore underscore chan c-h-a-n um and on instagram i'm uh, susie underscore chan underscore so those are probably the two best ways or you can visit my website www.susie-chan.com um, and i can receive messages through there awesome and, and i would recommend following uh, susie on uh, twitter because you do you have like some incredibly like inspiring uh, like imagery and stuff on there like you properly seeing you on like twitter you're always like smiley and runny and bubbly and like you just think oh I wish I could go out running like that. And you just, you look so happy when you you do. It's like, why are you so happy running when it's such a misery (laughs) for me? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I do have to take a lot of photos because some of them I look like a right old hag. So, you know, uh, I only post the ones where I'm I'm sort of vaguely look presentable. Uh, So I don't post the sort of the the ones where I'm just about to step into a meeting with greasy hair, still sweating. You know, those don't, those don't see the light of day on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, Susie. Okay, That's thanks, it. guys. Thanks. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, take care. Bye. 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 Oh, man, what an amazing interview with Susie. Yeah, epic. epic. I knew she would be. She's she's always good value whenever, whenever I've met her, whenever I've seen her interviewed on TV, anything like that. So, yeah, I think hopefully she'll become a, a, bad, a do-badder in the future. Bad girl running. Absolutely. But if you've got any questions, do send them in. We can get them across to Susie. Well, Susie, uh, and Susie's, jo- Susie's joined the group, so um, she's in the group. So uh, yeah, when this when this uh, comes out, what we'll do is we'll post it. And if you've got any questions, uh, post it under the episode. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And um, and are there any things we need to just catch up on before next week, or any? I mean, we we did have some money given to us by Pete Faulkner for your um, entry into the nuts nuts four laps. Oh well, I love that. I love the fact that he. But he's actually contributed towards the, towards it happening. So um, people want to see it happen. It's people like, do want to see it happen. I know. It's it's like Muhammad Ali against George Foreman. It's it's what everyone wants to see. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not trying to get out of it. Honestly, I'm not trying to get out of it. I, it sounds. I, I don't know why. Whenever I talk about it, I sound really shifty and I sound like I'm. I'm, I'm trying to do it. It's just. 
I'm going to do it. It'll be fine. And actually, there's a video that Michael, um, one of the do-badders, posted. He is the trainer of the Nats course. And this guy knows, when, when I say every inch of the course, I really mean it. I've been under some tunnels where he's stepped slightly to the left and I haven't. And I've then fallen in because of it. He knows every inch of it. So he's going to be there. I think I don't think you should speak to him because I think you need to enter the course as if as as anyone else would without any real experience before. Like no, I think talking to him would be cheating. But maybe we should talk to him afterwards, <laughs> post race, and then say, "So, how did uh, JD die then? What went wrong?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can, <laughs> When he, yeah, when he made half half a lap of winter nuts, what <laughs> he took five and a half hours doing half a lap of winter nuts. Mainly, it, he was fine when he came out the tunnel. And everything he was just crushed by the weight of strawberry milkshakes. So yeah, yeah, collapsing on top of him. Um, yeah, I, know, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do any like OCR. I don't know whether I can do. I don't know. I don't know how would I would even prepare for it anyway. I think you you said before that there's there's no real way of preparing for it. Yeah, just core strength. Core strength running. That's the main thing. Get <laughs> leg strength. Oh, brilliant. Like, I'm sorted then. Real powerful leg strength, I'd say. If you can get a good core, really good glutes, lots of squats, burpees, um, well, things like BMF or if you do um, your own weight, body weight sessions, stuff like that. Right, cool, man. Another great episode. If you are listening to this for the first time and you want to join the Facebook group, simply pop on Facebook, type in Bad Boy Running Podcast and uh, click to join the group and we will add you and you can join the conversation in there. And believe me, the conversation is pretty amazing in the uh, in the Do Badder group. <laughs> and I think we probably need an update on the Goodness Shakes competition because we've got nearly all of our entries in now. Fee Silk, where are you, Fee Silk? Where are you, Fee? Where Look, we've got you? your address. We know where you live, Fee. This is dangerous territory. So what's uh, what's the deal? What's uh, what's the next step? So um, what we'll be doing is next it goes into the into the judging. We're just going to work out the um, the uh, specifics of the judging. Um, but what we'll do is we'll uh, open judging for about a week, and um, we'll uh, we'll post something on the in the Facebook group. We'll pin it to the pin it to the top so everyone will know what's going on. Um, but uh, this is a good opportunity. I think there have been some outstanding entries. Unbelievable. Um, some entries that have. Have gone far above uh, my expectation. There have been some <laughs> entries which have, well, quite frankly, been phoned in. Um, <laughs> and then, as as the quality of some of the entries, the later entries have just sort of sort of given up on any chance of winning. <laughs> We've even had entries from people who, who aren't even part of the competition. Who've <laughs> gone well, out and bought, gone out and bought uh, the product and and books, and it's incredible. I mean, it's it, it's far and above uh, the expectation that I had. So, I mean, there's good news and there's bad news, because you can obviously win, is it a month's supply of goodness shakes? A month's supply of goodness shakes. But the bad news is we've decided that the person who loses will have to read the whole of Bushel's Best Bits. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hoping is that it's going to go out to, um, hopefully that'll be Stephen. Is it Stephen? Yeah, Stephen James Smith. Because he's already got a copy, <laughs> so he'd have to read it again. You're, mind you, he'll be the only person to own two copies of Bushel Bestbits. <laughs> the Guinness World Book of World Records is going to want to come round and verify that. In fact, I think the quality of the facts in Bushel's Best Bits, he'll then have to do a new edit, which will include the fact that Stephen James Smith owns two Bushel's Best Bits. And that will be the best bit in Bushel's Best Bits. Oh my it could goodness. be a good book, by the way. It could be. <laughs> 
<laughs> it <laughs> might be wonderful. It might be. To be honest, it could probably win the best running book at the running awards because pretty pretty much no book at the running awards is about running. It's like it's about triathlon or you know, yeah, skittles or or something else like that. Um, it's fairly similar to this podcast, really. Is he got a podcast? No, no it's, it's fairly similar to, similar to this podcast. Oh, to this respect. podcast? Well, it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's rarely about running. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, we're going to, we'll give an update on that and um, we'll be awarding prizes. We might even be able to get um, Mike Bushell, or even his dad, Gary Bushell, to uh, present the uh, the loser prize. <laughs> oh, that would be incredible. <laughs> and if not, we're going to find a way of dubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to steal his IP somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never doubt. Never doubt. Actually, right. what I did love, what I did love about that interview, is that Sean is uh, Susie's husband. He is a proper do badder. He he took my idea of stalking Catherine Ryan, and he but he bloody married her. He took it to the next <laughs> he level. He married Catherine Ryan as well. Oh he my god! <laughs> is, oh, so is that, oh, is that why we got Susie on? Because he stole something you love. And now you're going to try and steal something he loves. <laughs> That's right. Give me back Catherine Ryan. I will swap, so, you, swap you for Catherine. So he managed to start with a tweet and end with marriage. And that is stalking of the highest ice guard in my mind. Start with a tweet and end with marriage. That's, <laughs> almost, that's almost like a biography, isn't it? It's, like, it's, it's the title yeah. to a biography. Yeah, it would, you'd need to have uh, an alliterative to, like, from tweet to... Something else, but uh, from tweet to chapel, something along those lines for your book. Sean, we've got an idea for you. We'll work on it. We'll work, <laughs> we'll on, work, it. We'll work on the book deal. Um, but yes, yeah, we'll um, we'll see you in the Bad Boy Running podcast. If you've got any uh, letters or emails or anything you want to s- letters or emails <laughs> you want to send to us, <laughs> um, send the uh, anything to letters at badboyrunning.com. And yeah, we got the Facebook group. I think we've got a Twitter account somewhere. But, oh, the Twitter um, account's doing all right now. Since did, it? Yeah, since I did a bit of a shout out. How many? I think we might have like sixty followers or something. Wow, that is <laughs> taking over. <laughs> we uh, we probably shouldn't mention that anymore. Then so. no, no, no. We it should. We should. Simple. What we should start doing now is that the person that isn't because well, we're at Bad Boy Running one. The person who's at Bad Boy Running. I think he needs to be the subject of a, maybe a, a campaign. A yeah, a campaign. We want that handle, and unfortunately, he's not used it for about three years. So, yeah, if you know a way in which we can get that handle back, so we can just be bad boy running at Twitter as our handle, um, let us know because that would be brilliant. We've got 121 followers. Boom. So, there we go from 37 tweets. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, um, have you got anything before the next episode? Anything coming up? Um, no, I'm just uh, I'm still I'm still building I'm still building my my core strength while I push on to uh, to do four laps of winter nuts. What about you? Brilliant. Um, well, back to Manvy Mounted. Can't oh. wait. Oh, amazing. Yeah. All right, man. See you later. It is amazing. No, no, it is amazing. I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> I wasn't. Did that sound? Yeah. Did that sound insincere? Yeah, incredibly insincere. <laughs> Sorry. I don't see you've forgotten how sorry, we actually. now have to sign off our podcast. How do we sign it off? But a bye 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 bye. But a bye 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 bye. See you later, D Banners. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>